Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're someone who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, certified life and weight mindset coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. and 53. Before we get started, I want to let you know that I have a couple of private coaching slots opening up. If you would like to coach privately with me for three months, starting in February, then please check out all the details at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash private. There you can read all about the Finding Food Freedom private coaching program. And if you're interested, book a no obligation call with me to talk through what you would like to be different for you in three months time so that we can chat to see if private coaching is right for you. And today I want to talk to you about what you're allowed to eat when you're wanting to lose weight. This has come up this week as we've just started the Winter 2024 Food for Thought program with the amazing members of the Lose Weight Live Life Academy who are showing up for themselves brilliantly. They're learning how to use emotional eating patterns and areas where they feel stuck when it comes to weight loss as a critical part of their journey to losing their weight for life instead of seeing these challenges as the reason why they can't lose weight for life. And they're doing a great job with this already. And as we always do when new members join the Lose Weight Live Life Academy, we have questions come up about what foods we are allowed when we're losing weight. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Now, I don't swear on this podcast, but I am very passionate about wanting you all to listen and really hear this. You are allowed to eat whatever the fluff you want. There is nothing that you are not allowed. You are allowed any and all foods in your life. It makes me so sad that we are so used to being told what we can and can't have by the diet industry that we've been left feeling disempowered, confused, bewildered even when it comes to making our food choices. We've been left afraid of eating the wrong things and causing our diet downfalls and failures. With the exception of the law, I don't think there is any other area of our life where we live in such fear of what we're allowed, making the wrong decision, just doing the wrong thing. And this is a problem. And I think it has contributed to so many of us having a difficult and challenging relationship with food. When we think we're not allowed something, generally our human behaviour is such that we rebel and want it more. And when we think we're not allowed something that is essential for our survival, such as food, then our natural biological instincts are going to kick in and ensure we do eat that food at every opportunity. Another problem when we ponder what we're allowed to eat is that we relinquish responsibility for our decisions. If we eat said allowed food and then we don't get the results we want, we feel upset, confused and angry even. We may feel our efforts have been wasted, that the said diet doesn't work and then we feel stuck or incapable. So then when you remind yourself that you are a grown human adult and that means you are allowed to eat whatever you want, well, you might respond to that realisation in several ways. The first is that you might feel very uncomfortable and notice how afraid you are of making the wrong decision and feel under pressure to make the right decision. You might have fear that looks like, what if I think I should eat this way and then it doesn't get me the weight loss results I want? 
The second way that you might respond is that you might feel rebellious and want to eat all the things that you've been telling yourself you're not allowed for years and decades. And then after a period of eating all the things and not losing weight or even gaining weight, you might feel upset and say to yourself, you see, I can't eat what I want. I want to dig into both of these scenarios a little bit more. So in the first one, you're feeling very uncomfortable about making the wrong decision. And you may think you've made the wrong decision because you ate in such a way that you thought would lead to a weight loss for you. But after a couple of weeks, you haven't lost any weight. And I want you to know there are no wrong decisions. You figuring out the right way for you to eat for your body to lose weight is a process. And because your body and how it responds to different food types and different ways of eating is unique to you, that process has to be one of trial and error. The only way for you to learn what feels good in your body and what supports you creating the weight loss goals that you want is to try one way of eating, see if that works and isn't. if it doesn't, that's great. And if it doesn't work, then you try something different. Now, most of you, even if you haven't yet realised it, will have a pretty good idea of what way of eating works for you and supports your weight and wellness goals. So you're not going to be randomly choosing to eat foods and meals. You're going to be having a good idea of where to start from. And if you're in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy, this is exactly what we're going to be focusing on this week. I'm going to be taking you through the exact process to put what I'm talking about here into action. And as you go through this process, you will start to learn so much about what foods are right for you at the point that you are in your life right now. You will learn what foods feel good in your body and help you to feel energized and focused and less tired and achy. You'll discover what types of of meals fit with your lifestyle and you'll start to find that balance between eating for fuel and nutrition and nourishment and comfort and pleasure that will equate to lifelong weight loss for you. I also want to say here that this isn't just about what you eat, it's about how much of your different food choices you eat and it's about the timing of how and what you eat too. Okay so let's explore the second option a little more. What happens when you feel rebellious at the realisation that you are a grown human and you can eat what you want? I think that many of us will recognise this and I wonder if restrictive diets didn't exist and if we'd never told ourselves that certain foods weren't allowed or were bad. I wonder if we wouldn't have this inner rebelliousness and therefore would have a much more peaceful and practical relationship with food. So we rebel, eat all the things, It might even be in a way that feels like self-sabotage and we end up feeling worse than ever. Then what? Well, again, we've got a couple of choices. We can feel some self-pity or petulant and stay in the stuckness of that. Or we can ask ourselves again what we want. We can review that decision. What do I want here? You see, when we're eating foods from a place of defiance, telling ourselves we're not allowed to eat what we want and what we're not seeing then is what we want. Because we may think we want to live on a diet of what we consider to be our treat foods, which might look like an abundance of wine, chocolate, crisps, cakes, biscuits, pizza, pasta, cheese, mounds of bread with all of our favourite toppings, whatever it might be for you. But the truth is we don't want the results that overeating or emotionally eating these foods creates in our life, being overweight and potentially less physically and emotionally healthy too. And we can get really stuck in the reality of this. And I'm sure that's because we're just not used to owning our food decisions We're such what I call emotional children in our relationship with food. Going about overeating and emotionally eating all the foods in response to being told you get to choose whatever you want to eat and then being surprised at the consequences would be a bit like you maxing out all of your credit cards by buying all of the things you would like to have 
without having the income to support paying off those credit cards and then being surprised that you were in a bit of a bind, that those things didn't give you the happiness and positive emotions you expected them to because you're so worried about the debt that you've created for yourself. You have seen the consequences of buying things that you couldn't afford. And it's just the same when it comes to food, but for some reason, we don't necessarily see it that way. So whilst you can eat what you want, whilst all foods are allowed, there are, of course, consequences associated with the quantity and frequency of when and how you eat those foods. And owning that is a part of creating a healthier relationship with food. But it can take some time to get there. And there may be a period of transition that can feel very uncomfortable. But the way to resolve this is to go through it. It's to start the process When you avoid the process, when you maybe are seeking some comfort by going back to being told what to eat and telling yourself certain foods aren't allowed, I believe you're only delaying, you're only delaying delaying your path forward, the journey to have this last weight loss journey of learning how to manage your food choices for life. You have to go through it. Another part of owning and getting comfortable with your food choices is to equip yourself with the knowledge and information to help you. That looks like paying attention to what is actually in the food by, if they're processed foods, looking at food labels and comparing the ingredients and nutritional information. We had a great question in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy this week. It was about milk alternatives and whether or not they were allowed. And I want to talk about this here because it's a really good example of the value that comes from looking at food labels. So this question was specifically around almond and oat milk, and it was around whether they were allowed as substitutes for dairy. And this is what I said after, of course, saying that that you're allowed to have whatever it is that you want. But this is what I said. When we're talking milk alternatives, not all are created equal. I really suggest looking at the ingredients. Um, Some milk alternatives have added sugar. And I do suggest avoiding these brands versions unless you specifically want to have more sugar in your life. I think that having foods with added sugar can cause great desire for unsweetened milk. That doesn't mean you're not allowed it. It's just like, do look at the consequences of choosing foods with added sugar over foods that haven't got added sugar in and think about whether you want them. Also, because we're talking about almond and oat milk here, I specifically started to look at that in a little bit more detail. And so what I found is that comparing almond and oat milk, that oat milk has 16 grams of carbohydrates per 240 ml cup, and the almond milk has one gram of carbohydrate per 240 ml cup. So if you know you want to reduce carbohydrates, then in this comparison, almond milk would serve you better. However, it might be that you're not looking to reduce carbohydrates. It might be that your priority is to get more protein in your diet. And so if we look at the protein comparison, we see that oat milk has three grams of protein to, per 240 ml serving, whereas almond milk has 1.5 grams. So you might that might be a reason for you to choose oat milk. But notice it's about you looking at the facts and making the decision that works for you. You might also decide that you want to have almond milk for a couple of weeks and then oat milk for a couple of weeks and weigh up all of the pros and cons and then decide which works best. And when I say which works best, I mean which taste you prefer, which supports your personal health and weight goals, and which feels better in your body. Now, I'll just share that my daughter and I would both choose almond milk over oat milk if they were the two choices available, but for different reasons. Uh, My daughter feels bloated after having oat milk, but not after having almond. And I feel hungrier after having oat milk, but not after having almond. But if I was going somewhere and coconut milk was available, I would probably choose coconut milk because I prefer the taste of that to almond milk. 
But the reality is I actually choose dairy a lot of the time. Anyway, just that was just a little aside. What I want you to know is you are worth the time and a little bit of effort that it takes to figure out your personal preferences. Your body deserves what is going to best support all the amazing things it does for you. And when you take the time to make an informed choice with reasons that you like, it will save you a lot of wasted energy deliberating over constantly asking yourself what you should or shouldn't have in the moment. Once you decide the best, whatever it is for you, you make your decision once and go with it. Checking in periodically if it's still what you want. But again, you will have saved yourself so much time and energy. And I say this, as I say this, I want to reiterate, it's not about good or bad or even healthy or unhealthy choices. This is about what is right for you. Um, And what is right for you is going to change in different phases of your life. And what is right for you is not necessarily going to be right for your sister or your friend or your mother. It's really important for you to know that. So for example, it also depends on the circumstances. You might decide that eating birthday cake is right for you when you're celebrating the birthday of an immediate family member, but not right for you when it's a colleague's birthday in the office. I have decided that eating pasta right now in my life is right for me if I happen to be on holiday eating at an alfresco restaurant in Italy, but it's not what I want at any other time. And I can choose to think I love Italian food and Italian pasta and an authentic spaghetti carbonara is so delicious. And and that feels like my truth. And I can choose to think that pasta, even though I can see it's convenient, leaves me feeling sluggish, uncharacteristically hungry, a couple of hours after eating it. It causes me to experience inflammation in my body as well for a few days. And inflammation for me shows up as worsening asthma, achy joints, and just generally feeling mildly unwell. In short, what I lose from eating pasta massively outweighs what I have to gain. And I can hear you if you're maybe thinking, okay, if I have so much to lose from eating pasta, why do I choose to have it when I'm on holiday? And it's because It's my choice. I'm allowed to choose what I want when I want. I'm a grown human adult. And also I find that chances are when I'm on holiday, especially if I'm in Italy, I might be eating some pizza and some ice cream and other foods I don't typically eat as well. And so I'm likely they're going to also cause a little bit of inflammation for me. So the pasta on top doesn't make a great deal of difference if I'm already experiencing that. And this may change for me in the future. If I was suffering with something like arthritis, what I have to gain from eating those Italian foods on my Italian holiday might not be worth it for me. It might be that at that point I choose to focus on all of the delicious Italian salads instead, which I do that anyway, of course. So we as grown human adults, we get to make our own choices. I also recommend not basing food decisions on counting calories. You are allowed to eat high calorie foods. In fact, some of the healthiest, most nutrient dense foods are very calorific. I'm thinking nuts and seeds and avocados. Now, that doesn't mean you don't look at calories or you have to ignore them or if you're wrong, it doesn't make you wrong for looking at calories. So I might look at calories on a menu when I'm dining out, but it's not from the place of using that to um, make my decision and tell me what I am or am not allowed. It's just because I want to be informed about the choices that I'm making and the foods that I'm putting in my body. It can also give me a bit of an indication. So if something on the menu looks like it, you know, you think it might be a um, a low calorie option. So, you know, something like fish and steamed vegetables, you might anticipate it's going to be really low calorie. Um, but actually, the number, the calorie number next to it is really quite high. And that's fine. And it just tells me that that dish has probably got um, either a creamy sauce or lots of butter on it. And again, I can then get to just make a more informed choice. And for me personally, 
um, I'm still happy to really happy to have that dish. But if I was being very careful about um, my cholesterol, for example, then I might choose not to. Okay, this is just the same as you looking at the nutritional information and ingredients as you are shopping in the supermarket. Once you are informed, you can say to yourself, okay, now that I know um, what is in these foods, um, I can make a more informed choice about what I want. And I want you to really hear this part because it's important. Go to the supermarket, look at the labels, empower yourself, check in with yourself about the decisions you're making. Notice what you are telling yourself. Are you telling yourself you should have X, Y and Z foods for reasons that you like or for reasons that you don't like? I hope this leaves you feeling excited to own your food choices once and for all. And if you would like help with any of this, do check out the information about the private coaching that I mentioned earlier at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash private or another option for you would be VIP membership in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy right now. VIP membership is open for enrolment, whereas the monthly enrolment and the annual enrolments are closed until April. You can find out more about the Lose Weight Live Life Academy at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash enroll. And so I just want to say thank you very much for being here and I look forward to talking to you next week. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honoured to have you join the Lose Weight Live Life Academy membership and coach with me. The programme offers different levels of support to suit you, including self-paced learning, twice-weekly calls, private coaching, an amazingly caring community and lots more. Find out all the details about when and how you can join at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching.